Hi, I'm, I'm Becky. <laughs> oh my goodness. And this is how to not get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so I've shocked. been wanting to do that for so long. It like, scared me. I, <laughs> I was gonna do it at the previous episode, but I wasn't like ready. So when I saw your mouth open, I was like, I'm fucking doing it. It's happening. We've joked about it for too long that like I had to. I had to. <laughs> you goof. <laughs> you looked so insulted. Oh my god, being interrupted is the worst. How did that feel? <laughs> I was just like, I was just shocked. I wasn't expecting it. Like I said, you scared me. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, I'm sorry. We gotta mix it up for them sometime. I, I can't wait to hear that. You're like, you have tears in your eyes. I know. Becky thinks she's the funniest person. It, yeah. I, it is because I think I'm so hilarious. I know. I, I'm the same way. I think I'm the funniest person oh, ever. So I'm sorry for cutting you off, but <laughs> we've joked about it one too many times. Mopey be just like being like, ah, Becky, just like totally destroying your intro. <laughs> Uh, it's good just always destroy my intro no because it, it'll You're get welcome. out of hand after a while people are gonna make no becky's just a bitch it's not even funny anymore <laughs> by the way that's Haley. if you didn't catch because <laughs> i talked over her so quickly in the beginning oh hi <laughs> hi i'm Haley. <laughs> hello i'm here oh. in case this is the first episode you're listening to why imagine oh my god yeah. i feel really bad if there is someone that's like oh i specifically want to listen to this case because i've done that before with like that's new true podcasts. that's true some people might just be interested in that particular case and they go and they listen and it's me just being a straight bitch with 30 seconds <laughs> oh, oh man okay that's I the last great that's no. the last time i'll do that i thought it was hilarious no i no. literally cried <laughs> don't don't have it be the last time just don't ever tell me when you're gonna do it and just like just yeah. throw it in every six months <laughs> or so you looked like i like screamed profanities at you <laughs> like that's the face you made <laughs> i couldn't even see my own face oh god it was so good you i were wish the only person in the world that saw I, that face i wish i i wish we were recording this one like visually i know <laughs> that was because you were like <gasps> I don't even think you said your name. We could, no, I, did, I didn't. I just hurried to get my say in. <laughs> okay. You can go. It's it's your episode. You go. <laughs> Is it? Is it mine? It's yours. Yeah. Where? I know it made I made it seem like it's mine. It's not. She's <laughs> stealing my thunder. Oh, okay. Oh. I was going to. Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you that this. Um, speaking of being a bitch, Becky. Hey. No. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, there was like the sweetest, like weirdest thing happened. Um the other day it was like four or five days ago okay i was like lying in bed it was late at night it was like 10 o'clock or 10 mm. 30 what were you wearing <laughs> <laughs> nothing oh fuck yeah <laughs> actually i knew that yeah <laughs> I you knew know that. um and i got an email about an e-transfer oh no from like a random person oh, like i was like thinking my head I was like does someone owe me money like who could this be like i don't know Are it was you... for 250 dollars oh i would have accepted it so fast well i have auto i have auto oh, deposit that's why i need auto deposit and <laughs> i was talking to luke and i was like um yeah i don't know like if obviously like this must have been a mistake unless there's something i'm not thinking of that i'm forgetting about that someone owe me is money this but just like, like your way of telling me i owe you some money no, or something no, <laughs> no it was just like a random person like i won't say her last name but her name was joanne okay and um luke was like well like you know they'll maybe reach out to the bank and then like tell them it was a mistake or something he was like don't go off and spend it but you know he was oh. like just see wait and see what happens yeah um and i got an email from her last night and she was like hi on like june whatever um i accidentally e-transferred you 250 dollars it was supposed to go to my daughter who has a very similar email address as you um she said it was supposed to be for my two-year-old grandson's birthday present oh god and she said if you could transfer it back to me i would be so grateful but um if you really need the money then consider it oh, a gift from me no and i was like oh my gosh oh, were you like yeah i already spent all of it <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I paid rent. <laughs> no, like, I mean, oh, if no. no one, okay, I'll be honest. If, like, nothing ever came of it and no one contacted me, no one ever said anything, I wouldn't be, like, calling the bank, be like, find out whose money this is. Oh, yeah, like, no, you I know, take it away from me. No, I'm not <laughs> I'm that not good a, of a person. Oh, but, I'm just not a good person. <laughs> but, like, that email, I was like, you're such a good person, Joanne, whoever you are. Like, 
oh my gosh like did you send it back i sent it back okay. yeah i mean how could i not yeah, I at know. that point like she was like if you really need them and i'm like the sitting guilt there would like have killed you like i'm not sitting on the street in a box like i don't need <laughs> the money i don't know why you i know? laughed at that that's, like, all, that's <laughs> not funny i was like <laughs> but but yeah like you know and i was like oh yeah like happy birthday to your grandson like oh, it was for her grandson's birthday like oh no yeah that's so sweet and man that's like, quite a fucking gift for your grandson's birthday I know, but she's, it was like transferring it to her daughter. Maybe they needed something. Okay. You know, maybe they needed like, I, I feel like know, I'm never going to spend something. that much on my grandkids. I'll be like, Here, <laughs> here's $20. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> you know, $20 to like a kid though is like the jackpot. jackpot. Yeah. I wonder what it'll be like though when, when we're older and have like kids and grandkids and stuff. Maybe $20 yeah. is going to be like five cents. It's going to be like a slap in the face for sure. We're not even going to be using money yeah. anymore. It's going to be like cryptocurrency yeah. or something or like we're going to be uh, trading Apparently you know all the tricks about cryptocurrency. Of water is going to yeah. be the currency. <laughs> Honestly, it's just going to be like basically like the Thunderdome by then. Like, like if we pay, be... we have like an eyedropper and we just like pay and like, oh, that's six drops. Six <laughs> drops of water for you today. Make sure you share with your family. Uh, no, I, I gave my nephew dark. a Toonie once and like I've never seen him happier. Oh, yeah. So like they they still like the small amounts of money. And of I felt like I did a good deed and I haven't done another good deed since then. <laughs> so so <laughs> the look on your face when you said that it's been like three years so matter of factly you're like and i haven't done another good deed since then no no and i refuse to do another that was mine for you know the decade oh well good for you you're a <laughs> saint i know <laughs> it's gonna go on my tomb we should so. erect a statue so generous <laughs> oh man oh, they'll call you the toonie queen yes oh i love it i love it because you know that there's like americans that are gonna be like what's the toonie stand for what's, what's a the toonie? toonie queen what's yeah. that mean it sounds so goofy when it we does. talk about it it's like we call our one dollar coins loonies, loonies and our two dollar coins toonies oh and we have loonies and, it, and toonies it does feel really normal to us but i guess I like when you say it back to yourself you're like that's that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> who the hell <laughs> you know it was some pranksters at like the official bank of canada that was like hey, let's do yeah. this it's or it was like someone's like four-year-old in the corner that was like we're you know they're like oh and then we'll print a picture of a loon on the coin and then the kid in like, the corner is like a loony and they're like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that works and then this one's a toonie <laughs> because it's two dollars yes whoa clever okay that was a <laughs> hilarious intro I, i'm loving all of it that was good that okay was good. i was telling becky before <laughs> we started recording i was like get ready this case is absolutely insane and i know um, nothing about it i didn't know anything about it either i can't believe i haven't heard about it it's like fucked um i'm excited just batshit crazy i am excited um, and scared and excited yeah okay. okay so so this yeah so this is peter demeter part one okay so this is about him and but i'm gonna start with the background on his wife um christine okay. christine so okay. christine ferrari oh i know oh is she like on sports illustrated or something she was a model yeah oh really you're lying <laughs> i'm to not right lying now. to you yeah no she's like drop dead gorgeous like yeah oh, okay yep so H- that was her- hater already <laughs> <laughs> like just yeah you, with a name like christine ferrari you christine only have ferrari. one like one route in life that you're gonna go which yes. is just perfection absolutely absolutely let me guess she's the killer and here i am like she's perfection <laughs> no, no 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 okay okay i'm sorry no, no she's not okay um unfortunately um okay so yeah christine ferrari was born in innsbruck austria in 1940 okay she was an only child Mm -hmm. she left school at 16 to marry her first husband and at 17 um had her first child merton the merton Merton, not like like martin but merton merton yes i like it (laughs) the couple divorced in 1963 when christine was 23 Okay. And she ended up pursuing a career in modeling as yeah. uh, her husband had taken custody of her son. Okay. Oh, we're okay. Yeah, I know. That sounded strange to me, too. I don't maybe, know if it was because, things... like, she didn't want to take care of him or if because her husband, like, took him away from her. It wasn't very clear. Okay. Oh, before we, like, fully get started, I just want to say um, a lot of the articles I read were, like, newspaper articles and CBC and whatnot, whatever. But I got a lot of my information from um, another podcast. It's uh, I found it on YouTube, actually. It's called Unjust Crimes. Okay. So they did really, really like well researched cool. stuff. So check them out. Check them out because after it's a listening great to great podcast. But listen to this first. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's the bitch side of yeah. you where I'm like, no, yeah. us first. 
Um, so she made a name for herself in Vienna as a model. Um, at one point, like, I guess she even dated this famous photographer. His name was, no. get this. No. His name was Gunter Sex. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it was not. Yeah. yeah. You are lying. That's a stage name. <laughs> Maybe it is. Gunter Sex. Um, apparently he was married <laughs> at one point to Bridget Bardot. So, like, Who's I guess that? he was, um, she's, like, the most famous French actress of, like, the 60s and 70s, basically. Okay. She was, like, the Marilyn Monroe of France. Well, and her name kind of sounds like Bridget Bardot. Bridget Bardot, yeah. Shit. I gotta have a better name. I'm gonna just change it to, like, I don't know, Sasha Sex. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new nice. name. Nice. Yeah. Really well, punching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I need it. I think I need a new name. <laughs> um so so yeah so she had like dated some well-known people and she was making a name for herself in 1967 she had um scored like a small part in a film and so while she was on set she met peter demeter okay who was a wealthy hungarian land developer oh, from toronto goddamn hungarians <laughs> goddamn hungarians yeah. becky yeah there's a lot of them in this story yeah you know what i actually have several hungarian cases planned we yeah. probably won't get to them until like december but i've got a lot of good ones planned yep man hungarians are fucked do not mess with us we <laughs> will destroy you <laughs> yeah well you're about to see okay um, I, yeah i should i guess i shouldn't have said that at the beginning of a case because it just sounds scary now well i mean it's gonna be scary anyways like <laughs> this is a scary case <laughs> okay okay let's get into it so so peter demeter was born on april 19th 1933 in budapest hungary mm-hmm. He was born into an upper middle class family and had a quite a privileged life, it sounds like, until um, his family lost pretty much everything in World War II. Yep, that happened to a lot. Yeah, of people. so yeah. only Peter and his mother survived the war. <sighs> um, and him and his mother and other family members really, really struggled in Budapest, which was like just not, do- not doing well after yeah. the war. He was working as a truck driver um, when in 1954, at the age of 21, he was forced to um, like join the military. Yeah. I don't know if like everyone has to at 21. Like I know in some places like Italy, you still have to, I think at 18, like do at least a year or two in the military. Yeah. So it might've been something like that. And it was like, oh, it's time for you to join the military. And they were. Man, imagine that. That sucks. I know. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't go. (laughs) Well, he didn't either. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't blame him. He didn't go. He was supposed to be put in a special forced labor unit. Okay. But he didn't want to serve, so he fled to Vienna. Oh, pardon me. I just burped really loud. I I heard that. I tried to stifle it, too. I don't know if you saw, but I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I just got nervous. exploded from stifling it. This is a weird one. I'm feeling weird. (laughs) It's going to be a weird one. I don't know what's happening. It's going to be a weirdy one. Okay, so sorry, It's going to be a loony one. That is probably going to be the one that Drew adds the echo, I really (laughs) hope. Hope so. Drew. Come on. You're slacking. (laughs) Okay. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. Um, So he ended up... So he fled to Vienna. He He ended up in a refugee camp. Okay. Eventually, he got a job at a radio station. Interesting. Interesting. Um, where he uh, met another Hungarian refugee okay. named uh, Chaba Salage. That's actually like a very, very common name. Very Chaba. Hungarian name. Yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say his last name was Salami? Salage. Okay. I was like, why'd you say Salami? That's an interesting <laughs> last name. <laughs> no. It's no. like, I don't know any Hungarians. I that think one. that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. So, yeah, so he worked at the radio station with uh, with Chaba and they, like, interviewed other Hungarian refugees and they became very close friends. In 1956, Peter decided to move to Toronto, Canada. Okay. Um, as, I guess, he had some family there. Um, but he had no money and he really struggled in Toronto and he ended up returning to Austria four months later to take care of his sick mother. Okay. He then went back to Toronto in 1957. Um, he took like any job he could find, saving every penny of his money. He was sort of like he went back and he was like, this time I'm going to make it. This time yeah. like I, I'm not going to have to go back. I'm yeah. going to do everything I can to like make something for myself. Yeah. He eventually he got his real estate license and he made some decent money through like making connections in the Hungarian community because yeah. he was Hungarian. He spoke Hungarian um, and by selling homes to like new Hungarian immigrants. Yeah. So he ended up starting to make some money because very lucrative business would, at the time. They would definitely want to go with someone who's Hungarian yeah. if they could. Right. Yeah. 
1962, he invested twenty thousand dollars, which is a lot of money back That's then. A lot. A lot. That would be money. like fifty thousand. Probably now. fifty. Yeah, about now. Yeah. In a in a new build apartment building in the west end of Toronto. Oh wow. I guess there was some suspicion around where this very large sum of money came from. Yeah. There would be. There, there was. A, There'd be a there lot of suspicion some... because it's not like the people that like managed to like escape hungry had a lot to their name, even if they were in like an upper class. Like yeah, and so he had no money after yeah, the war. Like it just... he came to Toronto with nothing. He ended up getting his real estate license and starting to make a living, but he'd only been there for five years. Yeah, and that's so. You know, there was some suspicion. I'm but suspicious. not enough for like investors to refuse his money. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're probably like, I want it. They're like, money's <laughs> money. Okay, it. we don't really care where it came from. But yeah. they were also like, hmm. Where'd it come from? But also don't tell me. Suspicious. <laughs> um, so there was like, I guess there were some rumors that he was part of some sort of scam. Okay. Um, that where like they got people to give them money and then they would like send it back to Hungary and then they promised them to get like their return. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, give me your money and then I'll double it. But then they yeah. just didn't give them any money yeah. back. Like something like that. Yeah. And and uh, apparently the police investigated it, but Peter was never actually charged with anything. Just give me your money. I'll double it. Just give me your money. And then I'll, just, I'll send it overseas. <laughs> They'll do something with it. It's going to come back and it's going to be doubled. Yes. <laughs> we both win. <laughs> oh, my God. Which Ugh. is, yeah, just, it's unfortunate. I don't mean to laugh at people who get scammed because, like, I know it sucks. Like, it's, you know, but, and back then, I mean, maybe you weren't, you, it wasn't probably as common to hear about a lot of these things. Yeah. Like, they were probably happening, but we didn't have the internet. Yeah. We didn't have all these cautionary things, yeah. right? So he, he very well could have made his money that way. Lots of people to, yeah. to fool. It so, is kind of hilarious, though. <laughs> like, I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, in 1965, he went back to Vienna to visit. Now, you know, having made quite a bit of money for himself. Well, he just pulled 20K out of the <laughs> fucking air. I know. <laughs> and he met uh, Marina Hunt, who was okay. a 20-year-old model. Marina is one of my favorite names. It's a great name. It's on my list. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's on there. And Mar Marina Hunt. Yeah. Model. Beautiful. Sounds like a really great name. Yeah. He was apparently so head over heels in love with her immediately. Yeah. Love at first sight, whatever. Just like couldn't <laughs> contain himself. He proposed to her on their second date. Whoa. Yeah. That's that's Kate. what i mean i'm like just like yeah, why did just i just like, get nervous like yeah. i'm the one being proposed to <laughs> and she straight up was like whoa yeah um you're probably into me way more than, than i'm into you i just wanted a free steak yeah <laughs> like <laughs> well she was a 20 year old like model Hot piece yeah. yeah so she was sort of like nah, i don't want to be tied down <laughs> yeah like, gonna, i think like, i have other options feels a little bit <laughs> yeah thank you but no <laughs> thanks but also <laughs> so she yeah so she turned him down apparently he spent three days in the hospital from like a nervous breakdown after she rejected okay, him get your shit together man which is just the first taste of how nutso this guy is yeah like he's just very theatrical i'm not i'm not saying that like if you have mental health issues or anything like that no that you're no that's not what i mean i'm just saying like you he's dramatic you go on a second date with a girl you propose to her and she says no rightfully so because that's outrageous and then you have a fucking <laughs> yeah. mental breakdown no, we're, yeah we're not blaming this on mental health where issues you have to go to this the is hospital just... <laughs> there's something this is there. you being a dramatic baby. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Get your yeah, shit like together. Yeah, you're stomping your feet because you didn't get your way. He probably like waltzed into the hospital and they were like, dude, don't propose to people on your second date and yeah. you won't have a problem. So uh, that's apparently that that's what happened. <laughs> um, He went back to Canada after this. Okay. Probably just tail <laughs> just, between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> just so ashamed of his actions. <laughs> but he continued to write to Maria, Mar Marina, sorry. Um, How dare you? <laughs> he continued to write to her, trying to convince her to come to Canada because he had money and he's like, I, I could provide for you, um, give you a good life. No, I'm not going to move across the country for someone who proposed to me on my second date. That's scary. Yeah. But apparently... <laughs> she now had like a long-term boyfriend but she like 
it sounds i don't know the podcast i listened to made it sound like she was sort of like stringing him along like just in case like oh what if things don't work out with this boyfriend like at least peter's you know still what here. some women do that yeah i will say absolutely. that absolutely <laughs> um and she she would write back to him like she would so like she would return the letters yeah. it wasn't just like un- a one-way street yeah, yeah. Um, but he would like probably send her more than she was sending back. And she was probably like, hey, from, you know, not like, hi, I love you so much. Love, yeah. you know, yeah. probably a bit of a bit of a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Peter went back back to Vienna in 1966. So he had left so the first time he went was 1965. So this is about a year later. He went back and he discovered that Marina had a boyfriend. Oh. <gasps> And he showed up at her apartment. Oh. And in a fit of rage, he beat the crap out of her. N- no. Which is so fucked up. Don't fucking do that. So fucked up. Like, you have no right to this woman. No. At all. No. She actually even, rejected you. Even if she led you even on if she in led any you on, way, that's no. not what you do. No. No. Sure, um, you can be heartbroken. Sure. But you like, angry, you, don't... you can shout, but like, yeah. you do, you do <laughs> not ever shouting. lay a hand on no, her. No, no, that's inappropriate. That's wrong. That's yeah. wrong on so many levels. Don't do that. So, um, that sort of, sort of ended their relationship for now. Yeah. For now. Okay. Um, two weeks later is when he met Christine. Okay. Ferrari on the film set. Okay. Very shortly after meeting, they spent um, a few weeks together. I think they went like uh, other places in Europe and stuff. And then he had convinced Christine to move to Toronto with him. Okay. And he kind of like promised her all the same things as Marina. He's like, I have a lot of money. I can provide for you. You can have a great life. And they, I guess, fell in love. And she was like, yeah, sounds great. So I'll go to Toronto and I'll just be a model there. Yeah. I mean, with a name like Christine Ferrari. Yeah. I know. Yes. Um, So she did she did attempt to continue her career in Toronto, but apparently Peter made it difficult because he was very possessive and jealous. He like wanted to know where she was, who uh, she was with all the time. Yeah. You know, and I think it got to the point where he just didn't really want her going out going and, and doing things and That's know, not a good personality kind of to have. Like don't do that. Person. Yeah. You don't own people. No. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's He's a shitbag. Like, he's a piece yeah. of shit. We're okay. going to, like, get to other things. But, like, I can say definitively, like, Even just right so you now? guys were wondering, he's a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been determined. Oh, yeah. Haley has spoken. <laughs> she pointed at herself. If yeah, yeah. You guys couldn't, you know, yeah, no, envision I, I, that. <laughs> yeah, you can't see me. But I, yeah. There, there were rumors that Christine had at one point maybe had an affair um because she'd shown up at a friend's house with like a bloody lip like uh. he had hit her a few times and she was saying that she wanted to get um like out of the relationship but for reasons unknown i guess her friends tried to help her they were like we'll help you get a ticket back to vienna yeah um what can we do but like i guess to no avail she stayed and they got married that's not good mm-hmm. yeah that's not good domestic violence is a new joke no. no so they got married on november 14th 1967 okay christine was 27 and peter was 34 at this point okay christine gave birth to their daughter andrea in 1970 okay so she would have been 30 yeah um at this point peter was so successful as a land developer they had bought a huge house with a double car garage two acres of land whoa um in mississauga whoa ontario okay they had a child they had a dog they had a maid so from the outside they were living like the high life the perfect life life. yeah also i just had to say this (laughs) their dog's name was beazelbub no it wasn't yeah i think i think i don't know what it was like i don't know like i want it to be like beazelbub the beagle or something yeah but also like isn't that the name of like a demon that's like that's the devil like the devil right yeah, like i yeah. think that's like a nickname for the devil yeah like, or like i feel like i've heard it in horror movies and stuff where it's like <laughs> yeah like wellington paranormal where it's like <laughs> i am beazelbub from like the <laughs> but i know that's not the name that they yeah. use um and i was like wait like no, can i devil. hear that again and yeah. i was like what that's what a coincidence yeah honestly ah uh. yeah so the, their dog, yeah, they they named their dog after Satan. I wonder what kind of dog it was. If I it was know, like that's a Commodore, why... which is like a Hungarian dog, or 
I don't even know. There's other Avijla maybe. They actually, must have had some. Actually, oh well, I'll look it up after because I think that there's a picture. There's a, something I'll get to later where there uh, there was press. There was a picture of Peter walking their dog. Okay, and I'll be able to tell so you. We'll, what yeah, kind yeah, of dog we'll it look it up because I for some reason know like all dog breeds. You do. Weird. You're very good at that. Okay, let's. Continue. I'm always like that's a dog. <laughs> that I think falls under the category of dog. It has four legs. It's furry. <laughs> Could be a cat. <laughs> Results coming soon. A canine of sorts. <laughs> Could be a raccoon. No idea. <laughs> Um, so after a few years, um, Peter, like, just, I don't know. I feel like this dude, his mind was probably always spiraling in some capacity or another. I get that vibe that he's just in, like, utter chaos yeah. all the time, even when he's, like, chilling watching TV. Yeah. Like, you're just like, how do you get yourself worked up yeah. this much? Like, <laughs> over nothing. How have you not fainted yet? Like, um, so over the years, he had convinced himself and just decided that his daughter andrea didn't look enough like him so she couldn't be his daughter oh so he started going around accusing oh, no. christine of having an affair and some of his own friends even his best friend chuba um of being the father y you don't do that like can you imagine that's so weird that's so weird. Some people just like don't really look like their parents. No, I know. <laughs> like, I know. And um, I've seen pictures of like, I don't know exactly what she looked like as a kid, but I've seen pictures of their daughter now and she looks exactly like Christine. Well, yeah. So it's like, okay, so she just looks like, the, like yeah, her mom then. Exactly. That's not weird. No. <laughs> but uh, he oh. was like, she doesn't look like me. She's not my daughter. Wow. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm just like, you're so there's insecure. Something, there's something. so many screws loose so in there. So many. It's just like jumbling around. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a container Loose of screws. screws. Just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like really stressed out putting myself in his brain because it just feels so hectic. Like, yeah. It just exactly. feels so urgent. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like so it. Just crazy. Um, <laughs> crazy. So, yeah, so he was accusing some of his friends and all that stuff. I'm sure they were all like, no. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> like, imagine that if I, like, that's just so weird. I know. That's I know. so weird. Um, that year, later that year, after all these, like, accusations, and he was like, that's not my daughter and whatever else stuff. Imagine um, his daughter, like, yo, dad, like, it's me. <laughs> I, I, I'm yours. Pretty sure. Pretty um, sure. <laughs> he, he reached out to Marina again. Oh, God. Okay. He apparently sent her 25 roses for her 25th birthday. Oh. And that was enough to initiate them corresponding again. Okay. He continued to send her gifts and money. And in 1973, she wrote to Peter to tell him that she was getting married. Okay. Peter was... Which probably sent him on a further spiral. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. He was... Yeah, he was upset. Um... He begged her to come to Canada so they could spend a weekend together and, like, talk it over. In June uh, of 1973, okay. Peter and Marina spent some time together in Quebec. Um, You're married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, fucking freaking out that you think your wife is cheating on you. Yeah. When, like, you're clearly the cheater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the cheaty. The which cheater. Is so, which is so textbook. <laughs> it really is. Ugh, it's so... Yeah, it's, like, I feel like I can, like, almost predict, like... Yeah. Uh, so Marina returned back to Vienna on June 12th with a ticket already booked to return to Canada on July 26th. Um, but obviously something had occurred in that conversation where she had indicated to Peter that he needed to get a divorce if they were to continue any sort of relationship okay. because he was married. Um, and this was four weeks. This was four weeks before july 18th okay. so we'll jump to july 18th the demeters had family friends visiting so dr sybil brewer um was a friend of peter's from connecticut she had brought her two nieces katya and celia okay a canadian girl who was friends with katya and celia was also present as well as vivica essel the daughter of another family friend of the demeters so there was like quite the bunch yeah there that day Peter had some business to attend to in Toronto. So he took all of the guests. So the so Dr. Sybil Brewer was his friend, but then the rest of them, like it sounds like they're all like kids or teenagers. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, he had to do some business in Toronto, so he took all of the guests into the city so they could go shopping for the afternoon. Right. Um 
something that I don't know. I don't know if you, I was going to ask your opinion as to whether you think this would be odd or not. But okay. he also took the dog with them. Um, to where? Well, he had to go do some business in the city and then he dropped everyone else off to go shopping. Okay. And he kept the dog with him? He brought the dog in the car. Apparently it was like a small car too. They all piled into it. There was like hardly any room. Why didn't he just leave the dog at home? Because, and Christine was at home with Andrea. That is weird. That's weird, right? That is weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, okay. It seems strange to me because I'm also like, well, maybe you can take your dog into your office. Like maybe you can do that. Mm -hmm. But if you can't take your dog everywhere you're going, then are you, then do you have to leave the dog in the car? Like, it just seems like an unnecessary hassle. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that is weird. That is weird because like Oscar is like literally my child, and even I leave him at home. Yeah, not just like fending for himself. And with, even like, especially, the- it's like, oh, I'm not gonna leave you home with Drew. I'm gonna take you in the car with me because yeah. I don't want to leave you with Drew. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't trust Drew. <laughs> uh, Drew's like, ah, uh, I can watch the dog. You're like, no, I, I think I can manage this like cute little fluffy puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, weird. so weird. He, yeah, he took the dog with them. Um. Christine had planned to relax by the pool for the day. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the dog would have preferred that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I would have preferred that. Yeah. Um, 16-year-old Vivica uh, had already or had apparently wanted to stay at the house that day with Christine, but Peter insisted that she come with him to his business meetings. Uh, weird. Which sounds like the most fucking boring yeah, day that for a 16-year-old. It's the middle of July. It's probably beautiful weather. Yeah, and you want to sit like, by the pool. I want to sit by the pool. And he's like, no, come to my office. Ew, that's weird. Like, that's not even your kid. That's weird. No, no. It's like the daughter of a family friend. So that's, yeah, that's, I don't like that. Yeah. That's cringy. Apparently, Vivica would later recount that Peter rambled on all day about how horrible his marriage was with Christine and how oh. Christine was um, really just his rebound after his um, only love, Marina, had turned him down. Okay. That's so uncomfortable for people to have to listen to i know and she's 16 yeah like that's uncomfortable in general but like you're like okay so this like old man is just telling me <laughs> i'm not your all therapist of problems. Like, just drop me off at the mall like <laughs> it's just right. that's so weird ew i don't i know i'm like ew. this is so like it just feels weird yeah. i don't know no he's very cringy he's so hectic i don't like him i really <laughs> don't like him very chaotic like, even energy if he doesn't end up killing anyone in this case i don't like him mm-hmm. he makes me uncomfortable Peter and Vivica went to the mall to pick up the rest of the guests and they stopped, I guess, at some sort of plot of land that was being developed by Peter, okay. like in like nearby. Um, and he was apparently running around frantically trying to find one of his contractors. And he was like calling him and he was like running around asking people you where know what, he was. Haley, you don't even need to say he was running around frantically anymore. <laughs> I know he was running around frantically. <laughs> we'll just assume. <laughs> just He's assume. constantly frantic. He's in a frantic state all yep. the time. Good point. Because I just assumed. <laughs> um so neighbors of the demeters apparently stopped by that afternoon had a chat with christine by the pool while andrea played outside and then they left by 4 p.m peter and all of the other guests had returned to the house peter had some real estate colleagues coming to the house that day because he was apparently planning to sell the house and he wanted to buy a condo in downtown toronto okay even though christine didn't want to move so peter was in real estate, yeah. a land developer and a real estate agent and all this stuff. So basically what he was doing is that they would move from house to house. And if you like, I know this because my mom and my brother are in real estate and mortgages. So basically if you buy a house owner occupied, when you sell it, you don't pay capital gains on it to the government. Okay. So capital gains are usually, I don't know what they would have been back then if it would have been different. Now, today, capital gains are, it's 30% of half. So say you sold a house and you made like $100,000 profit. Okay. You get taxed 30% on half. So half is 50 and then 30% of that is like, I don't know, 16 or $17,000. Okay. Um, but if it's your, but if it's owner occupied, you don't have to pay that, that tax, those taxes get waived. Like you have to pay other taxes and stuff, but okay. you save a lot of money if you actually move into the house as opposed to people like buying property to develop it and then selling it. Like you have to pay those taxes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's a bit, he was doing that where he was moving into each of these houses. So every time he wouldn't have to pay the taxes, but yeah. Christine was like, I'm tired of moving. Yeah. And we have this big, beautiful house in Mississauga. Yeah. I don't want to move to downtown Toronto into a condo. Honestly, who would? Right. 
They had a yeah. pool and everything. Yeah. Like, ew, why would you want to no go like go live in an apartment in a sardine can? Like, like I'm sure I'm sure it was a nice apartment. Oh but yeah, probably still, beautiful, like, but like not like no. a house with a pool and a with a double car garage and, and cute puppy in a really Beazelbub. nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, Beazelbub. you have the yeah. the devil on a leash. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Um. So yeah. So she she didn't want to move. Um. And she made this clear to them when they arrived. Now, one of them arrived early. He waited in his car for his other colleague. And while he was waiting, he saw a beige Volkswagen bug pull into the driveway. They stopped for a few seconds and then backed out again. Okay. He said there were three men in the car. They, The colleague didn't really think much of it. He just thought they, like, found the wrong house or, or you know, just pulled around. into the wrong house or, like, needed to turn around because um the demeter's house was at the end of the street anyways okay yeah yeah yeah. so he was like oh whatever um once the other colleague had arrived they went inside to discuss the deal with the demeter's and christine made it very clear to them that she did not want to sell but they were peter's colleagues i don't know if it really mattered that much to them they were probably like yeah you don't get to say like (laughs) um it was hundred and forty thousand dollars to purchase the condo in downtown toronto and they had bought their current house for a hundred thousand dollars whoa so she was like pissed she was like so we're not we're even, not even gonna make anything off of this we're, like, this isn't even a good deal money yeah. yes yeah we're spending more money to have to get less, less space yeah oh yeah that's shitty that sucks yeah also like imagine hundred thousand for a house that's <laughs> like actually laughable right now for like a big huge house with yeah. a pool <laughs> with a pool <laughs> that's so funny. did you see the thing Time's i posted the other day i like i couldn't stop laughing it was like a meme taken from like um american horror story and it was like i don't know something about like me telling my real estate agent my budget and like how i want a pool and it was like there isn't gonna be a pool you stupid slut there isn't even gonna be a house and i like <laughs> i just like laughed so hard at that for way too long and i like showed drew and he's like why are you laughing so hard and i was like it's because it's true it's <laughs> so funny yeah it's like i'll no. reshare it it was so i like i'll never get enough of that it was Please, so funny. honestly like send that to me <laughs> oh god it's so funny so good <laughs> so um at dinner that night one of the girls had said that they couldn't find <laughs> This like made me giggle. Um, oh she was looking when they went shopping. She was looking for a pair of authentic indigenous moccasins. Okay. And she, because she was in Canada, and like that's what that's what you get here, I guess. And I was just like, yeah. I mean, I don't even have a pair of authentic. Like, also, I just got the ones like, from Softmock that are like definitely ripoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural appropriation yeah. at its finest, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, I didn't find my moccasins, and um, I guess uh, Peter's friend dr sybil brewer was like oh i'll take you to i'll take you to yorkdale we'll go to yorkdale and maybe they'll have them there and then peter was like no i'll take her to yorkdale oh (laughs) oh (laughs) she was like okay weird why is he like this i know i know he was like so he insisted that like he take all of them to the mall so they like piled all back in the car again oh and he had said that he wanted vivica to come as well she didn't want to go again and he was like no you have to come you have to find a gift for christine because it's her name day next week okay so you know what that is right yeah okay so for anyone not list or like not knowing what that is it's basically like a european tradition where like so christine's name was christine so like uh, there is a specific day like a calendar day that's to celebrate saint christine Mm -hmm. or it might be saint christina or something like uh, yeah along those lines and that is your name day so you almost celebrate it more than you do your birthday yes it's like really big there yeah people will give you gifts and stuff because it's sort of like offering up a gift to the saint yeah through you yeah yeah so i wouldn't have a name day there because i you don't might. I, maybe but i don't know the spelling would likely be very different though yeah yeah but um yeah, i don't even know so, what my name day is you keep talking because i remember when i found it out about it because like a lot of my italian relatives and stuff and like my mom has a name day whatever but like she doesn't really celebrate hers but they still she celebrate doesn't celebrate theirs. hers because i could imagine your mother celebrating hers <laughs> but it was not surprising every day she's like it's my name day it's my name day it was last every day. week no <laughs> like, last week was rosella now this week is a rosalina <laughs> or something rosalina. it's close enough <laughs> yeah so um yeah when i found that out i was like what if you don't have like the same name as a saint i remember being like that's so unfair (laughs) my mom's like i don't know she just made it seem like everyone had a name day which like i guess you know my name day is august 30th but that's rebecca nice well that's still your name i'm gonna look to see if becky has a name day go on i know you like don't associate with it but yeah no i don't if anybody ever becky (laughs) if anybody ever 
comes into our DMs and calls me Rebecca, you're being blocked immediately, <laughs> just so you know. Okay, you've been warned, guys. <laughs> warned. Warned. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he was like, you need to come August get- 20th. Me? No, me. Oh, you get two name days? Oh, man. I'm going to look you up. Look I looked me, at me. Look me up. I look me got up. very confused. I'm looking you up. Do this, guys. Haley look up your day. name day <laughs> if you have one. Okay, yours is... Okay, hang on. Oh, my God. There's so many different spellings for your name. Oh, tell me about it. Haley name day is January 14th, it looks like. Oh, I missed it. Oh, we'll celebrate <laughs> next year, okay? okay? Does it... I can't remember. Does it change every year or is it the same? I don't think so. I think, it, I think it's the same day every year, same. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's so, also a different spelling that's on June 13th, which is today. No. Okay. <laughs> we're close. We're so close. I was like, it's not today. <laughs> like, Did you just so, go for it? You were I, like, oh, I just know it's June. And I I'm knew just... it was like a teenth today. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, there's a good chance. <laughs> there's yeah. like from 12, 13 so, to... So, so close. close. Four days. So close. Um, <laughs> All right. Enough of that. I'm back to paying attention. I swear. So, no, no, no. That's okay. I would love talking about name days. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. We got to, yeah, break it up sometimes from the scary stuff to talking about name days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so apparently the gardener also came by that evening to spray for weeds. Um, and Peter came out and he was like, oh, like he seemed surprised, I guess, to see the gardener. And he was like, oh, we have guests. So like, can you come back like another day or whatever? Okay. And the gardener, I guess, said he was like those, the spray for the weeds like does smell. So he was like, God, yeah, like I didn't sure. think anything of it. I kind of like, it made sense to me. Yeah. So Peter, again, insisted on taking the dog with them to the mall. And Christine oh was God. like, you're not taking the dog, are you? And he was like, yeah, I'm taking the dog. So fucking weird. Yeah, very weird. Especially because when they got to Yorkdale, they got there at 8.15. He told everyone to meet back up at 9.15. Um, but when they got there, he wasn't allowed to bring the dog in the mall. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. So he like walked up to the mall with the dog and then they were like, you can't bring the dog in. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> so he told Vivica to go into like a jewelry store or something to start looking for a gift for Christine. Okay. Well, he took the dog back to the car. Okay. She would later recall that she felt like Peter was gone for like a pretty long time, like longer than it would have taken to take the dog back to the car. Yeah. Well, it would take like three seconds. Yeah. I mean, I know <laughs> the Yorkdale parking the... lot is like the size of a country, yes. <laughs> but it's I can't its imagine. Own country. I mean, yeah. It's huge. <laughs> it is. It's very big. But also, I mean, this was the 70s. Like, I don't know if it was the same size. And Probably again, not. It still shouldn't have taken you more than five minutes. Yeah. So she said. <laughs> Especially with how frantic he is. He was probably sprinting. Was like, so. <laughs> like Power running. <laughs> um, you like flew there. Yeah. <laughs> After about 20 minutes, she finally spotted him in the mall talking on the phone um, he told her he was talking to Christine and kind of like waved her away. He was like, oh, I'm talking to Christine. She's on the phone. And she said this was around 835. Okay. So about 20 minutes after they got to the mall, they all returned home at 945. Okay. The house was apparently completely dark inside and outside. Okay. Peter opened the garage door and before he could pull into the garage, he slammed on the brakes and um lit up by the headlights was the bloody and beaten body of his wife christine okay mm -hmm. like just like on the ground yeah just on the ground next to what the one of their other cars <sighs> peter screamed apparently he was like oh my gosh and then he got out of the car and um i don't know if it was him or someone else like was like where's andrea because yeah. her daughter was i think three and a half at this point okay yeah so she was found in front of the tv watching cartoons oh no completely oblivious to what oh happened. no yeah oh so she my was, god she was there she was fine but thank god um and like maybe better so that she didn't I know, hear but just like, or see anything but it's still, like i know it's, it's like just so, like uncomfortable to know that there's like, just like oh, a child she was just sitting there she's being like where's a child. mom yeah you know like, like oh my god yeah so police got the call at 9 51 p.m okay there was uh like they got a call from a man which was peter saying there was an accident in his garage and his wife was bleeding um he said on the phone he thought his wife might have committed suicide um but she's beaten. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And okay. Yep. Yep. 
as soon yeah, as try the to piece police, it together. Yeah, as soon as the police got there, because they thought they were going for like a mental health call. Yeah. They got there and they were like, mm, no, this doesn't look like a suicide. Yeah. There were deep wounds on the back of her head. Oh, yeah, definitely not a suicide. And apparently it was like everywhere, oh, like my God. blood and brain matter everywhere. Oh, God yeah oh so it's like how do you do that to yourself yeah no you you no no um peter was apparently they said he was uh, like somewhat emotionless and also like a bit angry and aggressive towards the police but that's his regular personality absolutely yeah um because they they were saying that peter was almost implying like he was like get an ambulance here and they were like well your wife is dead yeah like and he was almost like in disbelief like angered at that like almost like how dare you yeah like he was like let's wait for the ambulance oh <laughs> um i don't think they're gonna give you a different verdict like, no no and so yeah. they were like immediately this is strange and peter then su- started suggesting that oh well she she might have fallen for re- when like she was reaching for something she might have fallen and hit and hit her head sure and the police were like, okay. And they said he was just acting like weird. They said he was getting increasingly more angry because there was like more police showing up. But he was like, why aren't you taking her body away in an ambulance? Like, why aren't you? Yeah. Like, why are we all just standing around here? But they were kind of like, this observing. is a crime scene. Yeah. And they were like, what is going on? And he, yeah, they were like, he apparently he was just standing there in the garage and he wouldn't leave weird but he wasn't like upset at what was happening like he wasn't crying yeah. or upset that like he lost his wife he was like angry at them for like because he's like why and... are we all just standing here yeah you know um at around 11 p.m the officers had called the police su- superintendent to the crime scene okay he came he noticed um that the blood was very bright wet bright red okay meaning that it was fresh and that they were wondering if she had died just a few minutes before peter and the others had arrived home because i think if i'm remembering remembering correctly like the longer it sits the darker it gets yeah and the, like it gets almost like brown coagulated and yeah. brown yeah so he was like it's very bright red and this was at 11 they got home at 9 45 yeah so he's like that looks really fresh, fresh. yeah yeah um blood oh there was like i said there was blood splatter well really everywhere but she was lying next to one of their other cars so there was blood splatter on the car um and the splatter patterns in- indicated she was bludgeoned with an object but they they didn't find any sort of object in the garage at that point okay there was um the superintendent was suspicious because peter had an airtight alibi but he kept offering theories and trying really hard to convince everyone that she had fallen even going as far as to like act it out. I was just gonna say I can like picture this guy yeah. demonstrating. They said he was like, oh well, she would like reach here and then like act miming it out, and then she would fall this way and like, ew, that's so creepy to do. So weird. Like stop you're it. Incriminating yourself. Like yeah. I'm glad that he is because he's a fucking idiot. But like, like what in your head is telling you that this is like the way to get away with something? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're, like, really trying to force a narrative where it's, like, don't you think they're going to be, like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> like, like, I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, see, I just, I can't find the logic yeah. there in any of it. That's, like, a whole different level of, like, inserting yourself into the investigation. Uh, yeah, she's, like, oh, actually, I'm the detective. I've solved it. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah no so anytime they said anytime anyone someone would like ask him a question he would respond like aggressively like they were accusing him of something i already know he's responding aggressively yeah this is the only way he knows how to respond <laughs> just the just max i know i feel like he's time. just like, <clears throat> like yeah um ugh. he was asked to go back to the station for questioning and he oh, already hated that he said am i under arrest um and they said no but they <laughs> why were, should you be buddy because you're fucking <laughs> they're probably like i wish we could arrest you right now um but they convinced him to come back to the station so at 12 50 a.m peter is questioned at the station they said he gave vague and somewhat confusing answers he had told other officers that night that him and christine were having problems in their marriage 
Well, he did talk about it all day to a 16-year-old. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it was going to come out anyways, yeah. I guess. But yeah. it just seems like a weird thing to... Like, your wife is lying dead on your garage floor, and you're like, yeah, we were having problems in our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that seems that, like the appropriate time to come forward with that. Yeah. Um, They quickly found out that Christine had a $1 million life insurance policy. Oh, those fucking life insurance policies will get you. So, that really convinced them that peter had something to do with it yeah but remember he had an alibi he was out all day with like five people yeah and so, the dog too and the dog to and beazelbub yeah <laughs> and beazelbub he had the devil with him so they were like okay we know he did something we just don't know what it is yet yeah like we know he organized this in some way yeah we know it wasn't a suicide that's for damn sure <laughs> no clearly <laughs> how and, do you and two know. with like any life insurance policy they're only really valid if it's like an accident and like the person that receives the money has nothing to do with mm-hmm. that death. Oh, and they'll like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Uh, yes. Like, I don't think he understands how life insurance policies no, work. No, <laughs> clearly not. So Peter was questioned all night um, and the police spoke with family members. Um, they they did chat with his daughter andrea but it was pretty obvious that she didn't hear or see no. anything um the next day police and media interviewed neighbors all day long all over like the neighborhood um so it was determined that christine was hit seven times uh, with a blunt object that's a lot yeah. yeah her skull had been crushed oh no it was ruled a homicide less than 24 hours after she was found okay so definitely not an accident or a no, suicide. No, 100% not. I mean, we even Any our dumbasses. F- dumbass. I know. I was just going to say. Like, <laughs> like, honestly. Even right away, you and me were like, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> There's like that one guy in the corner that's like, maybe it was an owl. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean. I know. Um, and a $3,000 reward was posted for anyone who gave information that would lead to the arrest of Christine's killer. Okay. And Peter added $10,000 to that reward extra suspicious oh yeah Peter. oh Fuck yeah you, buddy <laughs> <laughs> um he met with lawyers um his lawyers names were joseph pomerant and edward greenspan he met with lawyers on july 19th the day after the murder okay and apparently even they were a bit shocked as to why he had contacted them so yep. quickly considering he hadn't been charged with anything no so they were sort of like oh Okay. Yeah. You're luring up real fast, I guess. Like prematurely. I mean, I know we always joke about how it's like, oh, you get a lawyer, you're guilty. You don't yeah. get a lawyer, you're guilty. But like, yeah, it, I think it's, it's one of those it's things still, where it's it like. It still feels pretty quick when it's like you're trying to play the victim yeah. of like my wife was murdered, but I'm going to get lawyers within like less than 24 hours that of her murder. too. And like, I feel like, I don't know, the police obviously weren't like, hey, do you do you want a lawyer present? And like, and then subsequently he got a lawyer. It was mm-hmm. more so like, we're going to ask you what happened. He wasn't really advised to seek counsel. So no. I, that's, yeah, it's suspicious. Very suspicious. So it was discovered that Peter um, actually had had a mistress that lived on his street. Oh. His neighbor, Joan Tennant. Um, he did not tell the police this. They canvassed the neighborhood and she told police this. Get um, it, Joan? <laughs> yeah. She told them that a few weeks earlier she was talking to Christine and Christine had said that she had discovered love letters between Peter and a mistress. Oh, fuck. So uh, I don't know for certain it wasn't like mentioned. Like, I don't know if him and Joan were writing letters or she had discovered the letters between Peter and Marina. This dirty son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of Christine's told police that Christine had said Peter would never divorce her because she knew too much about his sketchy business dealings, but she was worried that Peter would instead do something to her because he couldn't divorce her uh, and leave her alive yeah. and to know All everything that she knew. And stuff. Yeah. Um, after the police heard this, less than 36 hours after Christine's death, police placed a wiretap on Peter's phone. Oh, good. I love this a good is the wire 70s, tap. And, like, you can fucking do that. I like, you didn't need a warrant for that shit. Like, uh, can they still yeah. do that? Oh, oh you, you you can. But, yeah, you definitely need to, like, go through a lot of more red hoops. tape to, yeah. like, get that. Yeah. Oh. 
So I love it. What'd they find? Tell me. <laughs> Peter ignored his lawyer's advice, which basically said, like, don't speak to anybody about this. And instead he spoke to everybody, everybody. about the murder. I, I could have guessed. Like everybody. <laughs> Can you envision it? Do you yes. think he's frantic? Yeah, he's <laughs> extremely frantic, calling everybody he knows. Ugh. Um, there was a woman named Reva Jeffries who had dated um Chuba Salage, um okay. Peter's friend. She called the police and told them that after seeing the newspaper headlines about Christine, she recalled a weird conversation. Oh, I would no. say weird is an understatement. Oh, my God. A weird conversation with her former boyfriend, Chuba. He said, quote, I could make a lot of money if I kill Peter's wife. End oh, quote. yeah. That's not a normal conversation to have with somebody. No. No. That's no. not in the realm of normal. No, because like, can you imagine just like over like dinner one day? It's just like, yo, you know what? I can make a lot of money if I kill my friend's wife. Yeah, like that would be like if I went home and Drew was just like, you know what? Luke gave me a call and like he's offering quite a hefty fee. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd be like, we're in. Fuck yeah, let's go <laughs> get her. And then we'll just run away, go on a vacay. Oh god. Oh. So yeah, that's not a regular conversation yeah. people have. And I'm not surprised after seeing like the the newspaper article she was like oh, i'm gonna call police and and she wasn't dating chaba anymore it says it was his former girlfriend so yeah. we don't know how that ended <laughs> um <laughs> i'm gonna assume badly yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just I assume. Mean, they're having casual conversations about murder over mm-hmm. dinner so I mean, 48 hours um after the murder two days after the murder p- police tracked down chaba at the peace pizza place he worked at and he uh, broke pretty quickly <laughs> i know we've talked about this before but we're like oh yeah like, i love it i love it when it's like they just like looked at him and he was like oh, I, I know everything just wet my pants <laughs> i fucking love it yeah because like way too often do we see in like movies and shows where it takes like hours to break them or days even mm-hmm. and it's like but no i love somebody that like the cops walk in and they're like i fucking did it <laughs> yeah. like, they're like i'm not look i'm not gonna waste anybody's time not mine yeah. not yours let's just cut <laughs> let's to the chase i know cuff, something cough me <laughs> <laughs> so he said that within the first year of their marriage peter talked multiple times about how to orchestrate the accidental death of his wife okay but it's not an accident if it's planned no 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 no, no. he just wanted to make it look like an accident <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and just he, like for his stupid ass yeah it's not an accident if you plan it buddy <laughs> so chaba said that peter had come up with many various ideas um one of them was he talked about tampering with the brakes on her car oh that is a classic yeah he talked about electrocuting her in the pool no yeah that's horrifying yeah um chaba said peter also suggested chaba could break into the house like an intruder and but then hand peter a gun who would then shoot christine and then peter would shoot himself but like not in not like not kill, kill himself, himself but like shoot him somewhere where he wouldn't die yeah and make it look like an intruder came He's in and shot so fucking them. theatrical i know this feels like a movie this feels like a really bad like 70s movie where they're like trying to come up with like a I don't know, murder movie. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just like, oh, oh this is too far fetched. The other one was was a very dramatic as well, too. Oh, lure her out to a construction site and no. then like hit her over the head, kill her, and like dump her in because that wouldn't like, be suspicious at all. Ditch. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be the least suspicious of all the scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chaba apparently said he he told peter no like you probably shouldn't kill your wife or plan to kill good, her that's or good hire advice. someone to kill her that's or whatever really good advice yeah and chaba said he didn't want to be involved but um chaba also never warned christine about these conversations either so it's undetermined as to like where his true loyalties lied i guess yeah but apparently he did say he like cared about christine so they were sort of like okay but that's weird that you wouldn't tell her or warn her about this but he but he yeah. said that he he wasn't involved maybe he, he would have been like scared like it could be i don't know yeah because i mean peter reasons was why i wouldn't learn definitely unstable so well, quite obviously <laughs> you know fair enough um he told police that peter had asked christine to meet him at a construction site two days before her death because peter had hired a hitman to kill her and it was actually the hitman that was going to meet her not peter okay but i guess christine showed up with Chaba's new girlfriend, who was also uh, the Demeter's former maid. So I guess that's how Chaba had met her. She used to be their maid. Okay. Um, and I like I guess her and Christine were hanging out that day. Yeah. So like she was like, I gotta go do this thing for Peter. Showed up at the site, the hitman was there, and he was like, Well, I agreed to kill one person for ten thousand yeah. dollars, not two people. So yeah. he just took the money and left. 
Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Peter was like obviously furious <laughs> frantic, <laughs> if, frantic. You, if you will and he like even blamed chuba because he was like it's your girlfriend that ruined this plan like you should no, have like not. known where she was or something or like occupied her like or how whatever. dare your girlfriend stand in the way of my girlfriend being killed yeah. my wife sorry yeah so um police had chuba undergo two lie detector tests and he passed both okay so they then decided to recruit him as an informant nice Oh, this is such a good story. I know. I know. This is crazy. Like, it's not even, this is just the beginning. Like, yeah. So they convinced him to help them get Peter to confess. Okay. So Chubba wore a wire. No. For every, yeah. So his phones were tapped, like Peter's phones were tapped, and now Chubba's wearing a wire. So every conversation he has on the phone with anybody or with Chubba, like they have recordings of. Nice so i love it apparently um outside of the funeral home on july 22nd the day of christine's funeral peter and chubba in the parking lot discussed that like peter had come to him and he was like well the police are asking me a lot of questions like what what should i tell them and peter told chubba just to like don't say anything to them just like play dumb if anything like don't worry about it um he didn't explicitly admit that he had hired a hitman but peter did mention something about a middleman and that Peter wasn't physically involved in the murder. Okay. So um, most of these conversations also took place in Hungarian. Okay. But the police had a guy a listening in yeah. who like spoke Hungarian. I'm not sure if it was a police officer who spoke Hungarian or a translator, but they yeah. had someone there. So it wasn't like they need to take them back and then translate them or whatever. There was someone in the van that nice. like knew what they were saying. Peter and Chuba met many times over the weeks, having conversations about the investigation while Chuba remained undercover. Nice. Peter never admitted that he knew the identity of the man who killed his wife, but he did say that he was upset at the guy who did it because he had hit her so many times. No one believed it was an accident. Oh, that's a good reason to be upset. Yeah. That's the good reason, yeah. He he basically was like, he fucked up because I hired him to make it look like an accident and it, he made it look like a murder. Yeah. I mean, like, I, yeah, you're paying for a service. I would, I get that. But <laughs> $10,000. But, like, <laughs> but no, that's... Sloppy work. <laughs> sloppy. But that's... Uh, I know. This I guy know. fucking sucks. I, I know. I know. Oh, God. There's, <sighs> yeah. There's shit. Oh, damn it. The, the public also believed peter was guilty well yeah. um i know we've talked I mean. <laughs> about like trial by media and all this stuff but i think they were just like this guy's fucked like well, yeah I, here like, i am like fries ass. yeah <laughs> he never spoke to the press but there were pictures these were what i said we should yeah. look up later oh yeah there were see. pictures released of him casually just like walking his dog oh, like the day after the murder when look. like everyone was like just on the street and everything and the media was there and the police were there and he's just like out like for a stroll living his life just yeah. like walking his dog and like they're taking pictures and they're like wow he looks like perfectly fine Ugh. and i and i know we've talked about grief and yeah. how like, everyone handles it differently and all this stuff but there was like a huge consensus on the way he was acting yeah that they were like that's abnormally a bit weird yeah yeah and there were all like reports from like friends and family and things like, like neighbors and stuff that yeah. get out in the media and stuff that are like well he's not really showing like a lot of emotion yeah around the whole ordeal seems a little like remorseless yeah and nothing he really did or said helped him gain any sympathy from the public well no like he's they... running around like a goddamn <laughs> i know like a loony <laughs> yeah like a loony and a toony <laughs> so so yeah there was no sympathy from the public like they definitely thought he was guilty and it sounds like the police did too yeah um so four weeks after the murder peter was arrested nice the arresting officers said when peter opened the door to his house he said i have been expecting you no Mm -hmm. no he was charged. That's so incriminating. You I son know. of a bitch. There goes your entire... They were probably like taken aback. They're like, oh, you you were? <laughs> I've been expecting you. I know. I, like, doesn't it sound like a Bond villain? Yeah. Like, you're this like, is what I mean. This sounds so like theatrical like I it's know. a movie. I know. Like he sounds like not a real person. No. Well, he's not. He's something else. He's Beelzebub. Beelzebub. <laughs> no, that's the dog, Haley. <laughs> I know. It's just... It's like the woman in the Baldoom you know? mystery, the, the, the goose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh that's a that's a theory. <laughs> um, if you guys haven't listened to the Baldoon mystery, go that's back. episode I don't know what number, but go and listen. <laughs> it's not too long ago. It's forty uh, something. Forty something. Yeah, just go. Just listen to all of them. He so Peter was charged with non-capital murder of his wife Christine and was taken to the station to be interrogated, and then he was taken to prison. Good. Fry's ass. And we're going to no. cut it there. You son of a bitch. I have been expecting you. I've been expecting <laughs> you. That's I'm going to that's going to be the new thing I say just like when anyone comes over. <laughs> I'm going to sit and just I be have like been expecting I've you. been expecting you. It's like, yeah, I told you I was on my way. <laughs> like I texted you on my way. Like, yeah, you should be expecting me. Oh, so, damn. Yeah, because there's like so much more. There's how so how could much. there possibly know, be so much more? I know, that's what I was saying. Like everything I read in this case, like every step further i was like no 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 <laughs> that's me no right way. now yeah it's this nuts. is a good one i mean it's a shitty one they're Terrible. all shitty yeah but but fuck damn it where did you find this case yeah in that article i sent you oh oh yeah in the mclean's article oh, where it was and like, this was the one i didn't pick mm-hmm. damn <laughs> i know as soon as I started reading, I was like, oh, they're all Hungarian. This would have been perfect. And that's probably why I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I don't care. Fucking enough of Hungarians. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, it gets it, it gets wild. This is like, a spicy one. We're at like a five right now. Five out of ten. Are you insane? I feel like I'm at like a 300. <laughs> He's like gonna I'm like out. sweating. <laughs> um, ah, okay, well, let's hurry up and do the closing thing. That way we can jump immediately into part two and I can have closure. Yeah, and you guys have to wait a week. Sorry. So, ha! <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening. Keep it sleazy. The sleaziest. The mega sleaziest. <laughs>